Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons. That's me, the podcast where I talk to another comedian about bits and bobs, routines, gags, uh, stories, uh, surreal quips and impressions, maybe. I don't know, I'm just trying to think of different sorts of comedy. Joel, Joel, you can talk. Hello. You, you, were, you, were, you were ticking the boxes as I was listening. I don't speak them. until you say my name. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, was that a bit awkward at the beginning? Might be. Um, how's it going? Very well. How are you? Excellent. Um, last week, we had the Noise Next Door improv troupe. Hope you all enjoyed that one. Um, we've had some feedback, a little bit online feedback on the old Twitter. Comedian Philip Simon uh, tweeted in. Mm-hmm. Uh, very witty tweet. It's a very good okay. one. It's yeah. a good one. I liked it. He said, I've just been listening to Jokes with Mark podcast and anyone who doesn't like Lauren Patterson's excellent Bridges joke is prejudiced. That is good. That is good. That is good. And because of that, I'm going to invite him on the podcast uh, for live podcast in Edinburgh. He's going to be a guest on there. Exclusively bakery based jokes. Yes. Uh, and that's a good point, actually. Yeah, if you we didn't mention it last week, but yeah, I'm doing live uh, this podcast live in Edinburgh every day, one fifteen. Wow. Yeah, I haven't worked out exactly how we're going to do it. I've got it in my head. I want two guests at once, just to change it a little bit. How many guests is that through the whole month? Forty-eight. Is that doable? Mm. <laughs> it's quite a lot, isn't it? I haven't asked anyone yet. Mm. I've got a Philip Simon. Yeah, <laughs> Philip's keen, and Philip will find a mate. Yeah. That's what I might do. That's a good idea. What if I book one comedian and then say, what comedian mate are yours? Because <laughs> that way, they can then do the booking for me. And also, it's going like to fl- flow because they're mates. That's not a bad idea. It's a really good idea. Yeah. Okay, Philip Simon, tweet in who you want to do it with. <laughs> um, tweet in a list of your mates. Yeah, and the uh, highest profile will win. <laughs> <laughs> so this week... We have got Dane Baptiste. Yay! Yay! Yeah, we've got Dane. He came in and we had a lovely chat about uh, the usual sort of stuff, about jokes that don't work, but he's really interesting. I find it really interesting. And uh, not just talking about jokes that don't work, he, he spoke just around sort of in, his inspiration and um, some family bits and bobs. And it's, it's great. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. <laughs> So you get what we're doing, yeah. As have, far have as you bought your, have you bought your joke book? My joke book. 
Oh, it's on your phone? Yeah, yeah. It's a is very that, old phone, as you can see. Is that where you... Have you got one file where you stick all your stuff on uh, I and used go through? To, this used to be the old file. Then I have my new phone. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like most of my material comes to me whenever I wake up or before I go to sleep. Yeah. And also in the shower, but I don't have a waterproof phone yet. So uh, I can't really touch stuff out. If I had a waterproof phone, that would actually be very, very useful. <laughs> because I do think of loads of stuff in the shower. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then by the time... Cause, you know, people Why is sing, that? I don't know, because people sing in the shower, but I guess the showers where you do a lot of your reflecting and stuff. But a lot of stuff comes to me in the shower. And in the mirror. Hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See, good. Let's go then. Let's go then. So yeah, it's... it's um, I don't know. I think most of the time when you do reflection, because... So I get a lot of stuff then. So, so you a long showerer because I'm like an in and out. Because um, that... I'm in between. It depends. It depends. Yeah. On my day, because I do enjoy a shower. Like I really enjoy showers. I find them massively therapeutic. Really? And yeah. I just find them cleaner than baths. Yeah. I get yeah. why people like baths, and I think I guess you immerse yourself in it, and it's like a nice soak. But then after a while, you're just still in your own. It is disgusting. Yeah, yeah. A, a, I was a talking to filth. literally. I was talking to my girlfriend yesterday about this, and I, I was saying how when we were kids, we'd. Share, my brother would have a bath and then I'd use his water after yeah and then she she couldn't believe that she thought she said she was disgusted that's what people used to was, do yeah yeah time. right good I'm glad that's that, what the phrase don't throw the baby out with the bath water comes from oh uh, yeah it used to be so filthy that like, people would pour out the tub and they'd be like oh there's a baby there so, <laughs> yeah. um, I've got a, this is my my funniest bath story is, is uh, and my so basically my cousin and I would have baths together me and my cousin I have a twin sister as well but me and my cousin I mean where the boys would have a bath together and sometimes my sister would come in the bathroom and be like hurry up get out of the bath don't use my sponge don't touch my sponge and my cousin's like ah oh, do you know what her no stupid sponge and he farted on her sponge <laughs> and uh, he's, he's like that old teacher she comes in and she's like hey, why are you still in here you better be using my sponge and then he kind of laughed and she's like what have you done to my sponge she picks up the sponge and she smells it and she's like, oh no! And then she threw up and I was like, Because ah! I guess the fart must have seeped. Who knew? Everything, yeah. Who knew? So I don't know, like farts maybe smell worse when they're in water. So she smells, she's like, oh! And then she throws up and I'm like, oh my God! Then he sees her throwing up and he's like, that's disgusting! In the bath, I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck is happening? And I think since then I stopped liking baths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Uh, another thing with that, sp- what sponges? Where have they gone? I do, there's no sponges I saw one these the other days. Day, but I only see sponges when when cars are getting washed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only time I see sponges. But you always have sponges as kids. Yeah, yeah. flannels. Flannels, yeah. flannels are always a thing. That's another. Flannels are good for showers and stuff as well. But then I you, discovered a, uh, a loofah. Li- yeah, 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 yeah. A loofah is good. Yeah, I haven't had one those for ages. Get a little, get a little lather going. Yeah, because you and you can save uh, shower gel because you don't use much. Shower gel, top tip. Shower gel is, is uh, was revolutionary. But I've changed since then. I now use uh, like uh, something called black soap, which is just like a soap. Which is has no like, it's like just an organic soap. Oh, right. So I have to get like eczema and stuff. So just to stop me getting blemishes. So showering's very important to wow. me, as you can tell. Yeah, top beauty tips. Yeah, yeah, on it's, today's it's real, podcast, it's a real thing I enjoy. <laughs> we might be able to get Body Shop to sponsor this week's episode. It should be good. Yeah, yeah. you should. Not, yeah. If not only for that, but also the fact that we want to celebrate entrepreneurial feminists like Anita Roddick. Yes, they were pioneers. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Progressive podcast. Yeah, I think it's not normally. So. <laughs> You, you brought it to the I don't worry, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it way back down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. We went from farting, but then you brought it back from farting. That was a, f- I mean, you, it was like a gross out comedy. Like, my sister's like, oh, you farted. Did, did, I was like, that's disgusting. And he's, he's puked in the bath. She's puked on the floor. I'm like, 
bothers are ridiculous. This is disgusting. Did you ever try that on stage as a bit? No, because I feel like it's a bit then too again, much. Then again, because I I I, didn't, I haven't I don't do loads of anecdotes maybe, but I always found that quite funny. You know, if I should tell the story one day. Yeah. Um. So I, maybe we should try. Maybe I'll try it, but I don't know because I think be, I mean I know there are two people that wouldn't go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's two people that definitely wouldn't go for it. So. They but, come and watch. but maybe maybe I'll try. They come and watch sometimes. Well, my, my cousin does. My twin sister, not so much. But yeah, yeah, maybe I'll try that. But my twin sister, I feel like she already is uh, planning a uh, defamation case against me <laughs> based on a, a few. <laughs> Have you got, you've done loads stuff. of material about. Not loads, but I feel like I did this sitcom, and she didn't like how she was depicted. Really, and the fact that she wasn't consulted uh, for source material, and by that I mean she just wanted money. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I didn't give her so this is the thing because like I do jokes about girlfriend I had jokes for over the years with different girlfriends but they all go in the same group of girlfriend jokes so yeah, now when my girlfriend comes she, she's like whenever I talk about my girlfriend people all the audience members sort of start looking over at her <laughs> yeah. and like there's some about like my girlfriend's had a boob job and all, all this stuff yeah, yeah. it's just made up none of my girlfriends have ever had a boob job but they just naturally assume I know I mean yeah it's 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 fun to play I think I think when you have a relationship and your partner's not necessarily aware of comedy. Sometimes they will take stuff to heart. But then I remember I had a girlfriend came to watch me do a show in Birmingham and I was doing The Junglers. Yeah. And I was doing some material about strip clubs and she got really upset about it. And I was like, do you know what? If you really want to make my job harder in The Junglers, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know this, we're in The Junglers. And then she came the next day and then she saw The Junglers on a Saturday night. Yeah. And yeah, she yeah. was like, I apologize. Yeah, 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 yeah. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she understands. It's weird. Understood. It's weird you say that because, like, because um, so, so I sometimes write. So all my jokes are wordplay, and they're, they're they're rarely actually about real things. And like, so so I, I got a joke where well, it, it relies on a, a family member being dead, mm-hmm. and granddad's a bit far removed because that would be the easier thing. But for the yeah. joke, and then so I was like, it would work best with dad, yeah. but my dad's not dead. And then I said to him the other day, do you mind if you're dead in one of my jokes? And he, he, he didn't like that too much, which I yeah, guess... Well, so it so badly. I don't know if people sense. think you're trying to speak it into existence or they think that it's some kind of fantasy. But, I, but I'm also quite superstitious, so I worry that if I say something... Yeah, I get it. And then I feel like... I, but obviously that's nonsense, but if it, if it but did But at the same happen, time, you don't, you don't want to think, no. oh, was that me? Yeah, no, yeah, I hate stuff like that. Well, I've been doing a joke recently about a dinner lady that I planted and I said I was going to dance on her grave when she's dead. <laughs> and she's not dead yet. Which is disappointing. So, what did she do to you? Just a horrible bullying woman. Really? And I, I'm pretty sure she may have sucked Hitler's dick. Do you think so? Like before, like 1938. Yeah. Do you know when like the Daily Mail were kind of like liked him, and Lord <laughs> Rossmere was like, "Yeah, this guy's got a point. He's he's all right. He's he's radical." And like maybe he was doing like an early like it's like during the Berlin Olympics, and he's doing like campaigns and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I feel like at the after party. She almost definitely sucked his dick, and she's still alive. And she said, "Of course, because she's drunk from the devil's uh, drunk yeah, devil's yeah. cum." Either that, or <laughs> definitely, or Hitler, back down. Hitler's cum, and definitely uh, children's tears. Do you think so? Yeah, oh, yeah, most yeah, definitely. Yeah. She, she she has withering hats written all over her. And I say this because her sister lives across the road from me, oh. and she is the nicest woman, really. And she's quite sick, yeah, which means there is no justice on earth, no. unless. You have a pentagram tattooed on your vagina, like Miss Harris does, and you suck Hitler's dick in 1936, <laughs> which almost definitely happened, Mark. I feel like you're really passionate about this. It definitely happened. 
it, and, and is this working? So this is a bit that you've so we've released kind of this podcast. Yeah, this yeah, is absolutely. this is flowing. Yeah, so it's flowing. And are you writing a new show at the moment? What's I happening? Am, yeah. I'm writing a new show. A new show is called The Chocolate Chip. Okay, cool. And uh, but it's um it's it's very uh, fetal stages. Are you going to Edinburgh? Not this year. So oh, okay. So, so you... the idea is that uh, this show is a show that I plan to tour, and we'll kind of work on beginning previewing and touring the end of this year. Yeah, and then it will culminate with me finishing or finishing that leg of the tour in uh, Edinburgh, twenty twenty. Wicked. So, have you got any um any jokes like from the past that you've you've really liked the idea of? Yeah, you got any examples of like you just couldn't just we just for some reason wouldn't work. Yeah, I mean, so many. So really? yeah, so yeah, yeah. Many. Perfect. That's what this is all um, about. I've got quite a few as well. I um, had one bit, which was about ugly people falling in love yeah and uh it was basically that and i don't know if ugly was the right word to use but the premise of it was basically i like when you're a couple that doesn't look like the aesthetic of like a nice couple or a power yeah. couple i feel like you have a lot more freedom because mm. people don't really pay attention to you okay. and you don't really have to uphold, uphold any kind of standards and how you conduct yourself like sexually with your partner yeah you know i feel like there's if you uh, have a certain aesthetic, people are like, you're not the kind of person that should do this, be into this kind of thing. Mm. Whereas if you just look like a uh. social misfit, you can do what you want. <laughs> and I tried to explain it, but it was like, you know, we talk about people punching above their weight and below their weight. Mm. It's like, this person actually made it into the ring. This is like more Paralympic. Yeah. And I feel like that's where I lost them. <laughs> oh, do you think, oh, do you think so? That's, but that, that, that's a good example. But then I think, I think people oh, think then maybe, stay shallow. Maybe because... Maybe because you're a good-looking guy, they, is, but they that's might... also subjective, yeah. So maybe people's like, is that compunction yeah. now? Maybe, yeah, yeah. It probably is. Yeah. Like, I find that, yeah, because they might think, oh, he's an arsehole, sort of say. Because yeah. like any jokes, I've got jokes that technically the word in works, but if I'm an arsehole in the joke, they don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't have that stance. Maybe if I the whole show was me, I am an arsehole. Yeah. But it, like, I've got one. I wrote one down here. Um, oh yeah, this one. I, I've re- I've liked this for ages. I keep bringing it back, and it never really works. Uh, I'm paranoid on being cheated on by one of my girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, that's, right? that's funny. But but in there, I'm I'm cheating on my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. So they don't. They, I think I think that's the reason they don't like it. Because yeah. I just can't work out. And I've told people it, and it, they all go, "Yeah, that 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 should work." But it, it doesn't. Because I'm an arsehole. Yeah, I think it works. Because people, because people are like, that's karma because you have more than one girlfriend. That's why you deserve to be paranoid. How do you sleep at night? People, that is it. Yeah, people take it real seriously what, when it comes to relationships. What, they're going through something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, and everyone's I, been through that. Yeah, because well. yeah, I had a bit, I remember I was, doing, I was doing the creek and there was a girl with a boyfriend at the front. And I think, um, oh, I just have this bit when I had to be like, uh, with role play, like she pretends she's a nurse and I pretend I'm interested in a long term relationship. Oh, yeah. And I was just, it was just a and she is absolutely fuming. Really? I know. And then I had this other bit I used to do about like, um, not when you've been in a relationship where you don't hate the person, you just hate being with them mm. and just trying to find a way out without having to have the awkward conversation of breaking up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'd be doing stuff like, oh, do you imagine like, let's say you were at a restaurant and then you went to go for a cigarette, then a limousine pulls up and wants you to join MI6. So you got to leave <laughs> to get a new code name. Then I'd be free. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone's like, ha ha. She's just like, <laughs> Mm. And I'm like, is there everything okay? She's like, I'm just waiting for the jokes to start. Maybe you should grow oh up. And I'm like, mm. and then like her boyfriend was sitting next, to, and it, like it was crazy because he was like two faced. Because like, on the one side of his face that she could see, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, laughing. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. his side, he was like, <laughs> and I was, and I was like, it happens so much. It's, it's like so they funny. laugh, look at, at, at who they're with, and then change their minds. Yeah, and it, and I think that is, I think 
female comics suffer from that more than men do. Yeah. In that if a couple is there and a female comic is maybe talking about her sexual prowess mm-hmm. or like she might be like, hey, I'll give a great blowjob and something, something. And yeah. the guy will be like, <laughs> that's a good joke. And then his girlfriend will go, oh, fucking really? And then he'll go, no, it's not. <laughs> I can no longer enjoy this uh, comic because if, if you know, if, she's, if his, his partner is insecure. So yeah, she was, she was like, I'm just waiting for the drugs to start and maybe we should go yeah, a heck. And I'm just like, yeah. And I'm just like, it's a good, the drugs have started. I, they probably, you Everyone know. Everyone else is laughing. Yeah, and well, I'm, I'm waiting for you to, you know. See, that get is over good. Your insecurity. Because if she, when she says that and the whole room are with you, yeah. perfect. Exactly. If she says that and the whole room hate you, there's no getting back exactly. from that. But the whole room don't hate me because, like I said, there is no real inclination that I have, that girl exists and it's yeah, all very yeah. much embellished. And very clearly they're going through something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not my fault. And I'm just like, well, why didn't you say something when I wrote it? Because you weren't there, which means I yeah. couldn't have written this to offend you. <laughs> exactly. So maybe you should be at a couples therapy session and not a comedy club. Yeah. And but, the thing is, because you're quite natural on stage, maybe that really that makes them think. I think that might be because well. with me, I, I, for me, I'm like, they, it's so clear. They're all so they're just jokes, separate yeah. jokes. Doesn't matter. But yeah, because I, I think I could change that to like my mate told me he was paranoid that he's being cheated on by one of his girlfriends. I don't know. I think I think stick to it. Do you think so? But, yeah. but then if they don't laugh. I don't know, but, but, it's it's, I think, but I think sometimes it's like I try and write whereby I can anticipate people might not like it. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes I guess it depends on the context you've already built, whereby mm. you can follow it up with something else. Yeah, yeah. And be like, if they don't like it, you can be like, "Oh, she's speaking to you guys too." Like, mm. "Oh, you you guys know her." It yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Sounds like yeah, a bitch. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. So you can always follow up. But um, I think I think it's funny. But do, I guess do, you, do you write many jokes where you like? You, you you won't do them or you, you think they won't work because you're worried that too many people might be offended or might find it uncomfortable because mm. it's such a it's such a horrible like it's it's quite tough to know what people like and what yeah. they, don't, they don't like because for me it's always wordplay yeah yeah but I've got a joke where um, it's a fat joke and I don't I don't do it because it's just not people don't like fat jokes anymore and it's I, I don't feel that I don't really yeah. like doing them but the wordplay is just um, I don't do Fat jokes, but I don't do jokes about fat people because they're lazy, <laughs> right? That's good. Like I mean, it's a good joke, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like, but some people in the audience will just hear fat, yeah, and they'll they'll be offended yeah. by that. I I think that those people, those aren't the people that you should try and in, engage with comedy anyway, no, because like I said, they're not looking at a joke; they are waiting for trigger words, yeah. And really, the problem is more about how they've been conditioned to respond to yeah. trigger words. That's like a Pavlovian response, mm. rather than them actually listening to the joke. Because I was like. I was watching Anthony Chizelnik yesterday okay. and he has this bit where he says, um, he said, um, I used to have a two-year-old son, but he died. He died the same way that Eric Clapton's sons died for inspiration. Oh, Anthony Chizelnik? Yeah, yeah, Anthony Chizelnik. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For inspiration. Oh my God. Amazing misdirection. Uh, it's an amazing misdirection. So for me, but it's like, He's aware, and that's why I think sometimes you play it because you can just meander because you yeah. can see where people think you're going to go with it. Mm. And I think, like, that joke is, like I said, that's, that's a good joke on wordplay. But, and, and I also think that, you know, there are actually, despite how outraged people are now, I think there are some, I guess what you'd refer to as fat people who themselves have a sense of humour. Yeah. And I feel like when it comes to, like, jokes which people might perceive as offensive or punching down, I think it's all about context in terms of the fact that I think it's absolutely fine because the, really a joke about fat people is not really a joke about fat people. It's more about body type, yeah. which means by that same token, 
if I was to make an observation about a bigger person, then mm. I can do that as long as it's like, well, I'm also aware that I'm quite lanky and yeah. I have a big head. So okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I think with any kind of joke, as long as you're prepared to laugh at yourself, that's why self-deprecation is so effective because yeah. it's all a part of uh, self-awareness. And I think... I've got a big head as well. Yeah. So do you have trouble getting like, hats? Ah, uh, yeah. No, I really I struggle with I really do. I don't even wear baseball hats, really. No, no. Yeah, I'm more of a beanie person. Yeah, I need a bit, stretch a bit of stretch. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. Them over the ears. <laughs> get them over the ears. So you know, and and it's and also in almost every relationship, my affectionate name is usually big head or fat head. Is it? Yeah. Fat head. So yeah, fat head. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, so it's, oh, yeah, but, something I'm comfortable with. But Vancey Jeselnik. So back. So that actually fits really well because when. I, so when I said if my whole act was me being an asshole, yeah. maybe they'd buy into it. Fine, and that is his act. There's context, yeah, yeah. I was, and was it his new special? Or were you yeah. watching his old special? I've, I was watching Thoughts and Prayers yesterday, but I watched his new special. The day yeah, uh, you know what? It's that new special is one of the best shows for joke writing I've seen yeah, yeah. in years. So completely for agree. misdirection, completely he's, agree. he's the best at yeah, misdirection. Completely agree. But the trouble is, I watched that last night, and I always think of jokes when I'm lying in bed. And, and it just inspired me. And every joke I thought of was dark as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> really dark. And I, like, I wrote them down, but like, I can't get away with it. It's, it's an inspiration because they, but it's, it's good that it opens up those darker recesses of yeah, your mind. Yeah. And I find, I find if, you, if they work and they're funny, I think as long as you are self-referential and you know that it's dark and you know that it's fucked, then I don't think it's a problem. Because yeah. it's almost a weird thing where I found just industrially, most of the people who come across as like very acerbic or like the caustic idealists, normally the nicer people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just, because they haven't, because rather than repressing it mm. and having it manifest in some other dark way, yeah. they're just saying fucked up shit on stage. Yeah. It's always, it's, it seems to me it's just a weird thing. That it's like, it's, I've, like even with some colleagues in comedy whereby people that are most, who reference sex the most mm. are the most, I suppose, well, prudish, but they don't have the sexual experience you'd think they would. Yeah, 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 100%. So, yeah, so it's, 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 I find quite strange. I find the guys who are um, maybe come across as quite arrogant or cocky are the most insecure. Yeah. And I found the yeah, guys yeah. that come across as the most beta and like, oh, I, I didn't even know I had a penis are normally the fucking poon hounds. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a really weird thing. How it works. This is why I never talk about having a large penis. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. <laughs> so, what other stuff you got? Uh, bits, so, bits some, some stuff is like, I guess, you know, me trying to channel my Bill Hicks is where it'd be like social commentary. Yeah, okay. And maybe people don't get it. So, I used to do this bit and it was tagged on from a bit I used to have about Halloween. And the fact that, you know, as a black guy, there's not a lot of Halloween options. And also, like, I was saying, I don't really like Halloween anymore because no one seems to give a shit. Like, Halloween, I thought, was about, like, the occult and horror. Mm. Not the case anymore. No. Like, there's people running around and, like, so now girls are running around in Victoria's Secret and be like, oh, I work in burlesque, but I died. And it's like... That's not Halloween. You can't just pour cornstarch over your breasts and then be like, "It's Halloween." Like, no, you just want Instagram photos. Yeah, you want you're in you're just yeah. you're dressed for an Ann Summers party, but you've just put red dye on yourself and been like, <laughs> "I was a whore, but I died." That's not Halloween. <laughs> Dressing up like Harley Quinn is not Halloween. You know, even no, guys yeah. like even guys dressed up in suits are like, no, that's a fucking stag do. Yeah. But then I would go on and be like, you know, so that would that work? That would work, but yeah. then. Really, I would want to be like, what I find quite scary more than what I see at Halloween is more the fact that Halloween is essentially an ex- ex- an ex- a celebration 
of how effective Hollywood merchandising is. And everyone would be like, huh? <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, we're not ready to have the blue pill just yet. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, so you mean, so you're saying like the Harley Quinn and the... Well, just in general, because most, like Halloween, like with all the costumes and stuff we wear, like because of like, like the explosion of Marvel films and like comic yeah, adaptations yeah. has made cosplay so like popular again mm. that now adults can just extend, like remember fancy dress shops, normally they'd be like, uh, we have to wait until like there's a stagger of Hindu and then Halloween and then yeah. we get some business. Whereas now, because of these films, yeah. like they're getting a lot more business. And also there's a lot, I guess you can get a lot more variety of costumes because the internet and... So much more, yeah, yeah. They which allow it. But then I was just like, you know, but Halloween's supposed to be about the genre of horror. But now people dress however they want. Yeah. And really it's a celebration of the fact that now Disney controls your imagination. And then everyone's just like, why would somebody say that? <laughs> oh, it wants to be a princess. Because it's like, if you think about it, like there was a time where Okay, Disney, as a child, I guess Disney had you because all of the Disney films, relevant, relevant, various princesses, and then Pixar. Then, now that they have Marvel Studios, mm. they have all of your daughters for the princesses and some of your sons. They have all of your kids for like all the Pixar animations. Yeah. All the adolescents now because they have all of Marvel. Yeah. And so your childhood and your adolescence is all your imagination and all your ideas comes from the same company, mm. which is kind of scary, I thought. And people were just like, what's he talking about? I don't do know. you think that? Or because to me, I was just like, oh, that's a really interesting point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I, but I, know that, I, know, I know that one too, but they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's Halloween and children. And yeah, yeah. They're telling you they're ruined. Yeah. They're, they're fun. Well, this is it. Yeah. And oh, so. Wow. That, that kind of stuff gets me real puzzled looks. So you've got other stuff like that where you're making a point and because yeah, that's some, the thing I don't stuff, ever yeah. make a point so I find this really interesting. Yeah, some other, yeah, it's just other stuff like that as well because I guess it's because I guess it's because like I just feel like and it might just be my own fucking pretentiousness but I the idea and one of the big draws of me being a comedian is that like I don't have to think how everybody else does right. and you can always be, and you know I guess most people when they're either forming an opinion or a perspective their usual their uh, sources will be either you know socializing in conversation with friends or uh, media mm. and I guess and culture in terms of their own culture or their heritage that's how most people form their perspective on or their outlook on the world right and uh, as a comedian it's just like we differ from like politics even though it's like public speaking in that the politicians have to say stuff that people want to hear mm-hmm. whereas I can just say what the fuck I want yeah and I don't have to say it like as a liberal or as a conservative because really, that will permeate in my set. Yeah, yeah. And the same way that, like, there should, I don't need to postulate and be like, as a feminist, I can say it, but you'll know. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're paying attention to what I'm saying, you'll know mm. if I'm exactly, a feminist. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So I don't need to say it. I don't, as a, you'll know if I, about my leanings and stuff, but that's what you're supposed to glean from conversation anyway with people. So that's a good thing. So, I just, so if you're saying, so in a bit, if you're saying something that, other, like your own opinion, that maybe other people don't, don't have never thought of or that so yeah. you it's so the skill is then putting it across in a way for them to like get yeah. on board get on so board. Like, it's like bill burr yeah. bill burr will have like i like really ideas that people be like oh i don't know about that but he yeah. always has a logic some sort of logic yeah to of, what to get his, his point own, across that shows his own critical thought and that's yeah, a yeah. big part of it and, and that's I, I've, I think that's a, a, a space i am aspiring to be like and I, I try and do it a lot more because I feel like sometimes I can be a bit too verbose and maybe be perceived as trying to be hyper-intellectual. So I always try and <laughs> diffuse that grenade being like, look, I want you guys to know I smoke copious amounts of weed. 
I don't know what I'm talking about. And the farting sponges. Yeah, and I had to watch my cousin fart in a sponge. And I once went to school with my slippers. So <laughs> don't you? take, yeah, I was like almost by the corner of, on the way. And I was like, I don't know what it is today, <laughs> but the pavement is so comfortable. The council are doing a great job. I feel like I'm walking on clouds. Well done. <laughs> then I looked down, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I've done like, this is like, I don't, so this for me, like I've dealt with like, friends and girlfriends and stuff who were like oh why do you have to get on me and be hyper intelligent i'm like listen i once went to buy sweets and left my front door completely open because all i could think about was sweets <laughs> i didn't get a house key until i was 14 because my parents think i'm that dumb that i would lose it because what ha- that's what happens when i start thinking and overthinking normal things yeah yeah i remember once my aunt asked me to like get something out of her car once and i was trying to put the wind the, the uh trying to put like the she had a convertible I was trying to put the roof down to get something in the bag and I was there for like 10 minutes being like, maybe if I work out there, is there some kind of counterbalance? And <laughs> Just hit the fucking button. <laughs> and I, I'm doing that all the time. So I, sometimes yeah. people, I'm just like, seriously, guys, I, 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 Jamie used to think growing up, like that thing when people go like, get to the top of the stairs, I forget what you went for. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just me. Like, I was like, mm. how? How does this happen every time? Yeah. I've, I've, like my ability to digress is this, and it's just to be a dream. And then as I got older, and people say stuff like, you know, like autism is a thing and sometimes like just not engaging people and I just be like maybe that's it yeah. I have to, I have, sometimes I just have no idea what's going on like but I, I think that's a creative person kind of yeah, just, thing I just drift like, I drift so easily and it's yeah, yeah. to be so hard like to have a normal job and mm. be in a meeting on a Monday yeah, with yeah. my brain I'm just like but what if Killmonger and Black Panther came back and then yeah. <laughs> Golden Jaguar and Black Panther and it's like Dan and your spreadsheet this week oh yeah it's yeah so and I, I, yeah, so now I guess that freedom of being able to do that now in job yeah. is just amazing. But I just think so, yeah. So I think sometimes what happens is it's like all this stuff has been repressed for so long. Mm-hmm. So when I do a set, it's like, I have all these ideas, you guys are doing this and this stuff, isn't this crazy? Yeah. And then people are just like, well, okay, cool. But mm. so. So yeah. will you like have an idea, like a, a point you want to make? And then once you've got that, you're like, right, how do I make this funny? Or do you get a funny idea about something and you go, right, I need to build on that now? I think it's a mixture of both yeah, because yeah. I feel like when I first started trying to write comedy and trying to write jokes and stuff it didn't really work and I felt I guess I became aware of my funny bones where I'd moan a lot to my friends about stuff okay. and they would just laugh maybe at the uh, absurdity of it so it was like yeah, yeah. so when people are like are oh, you moan it's like I moan because it works but also I guess, I guess you know I'm an idealist and I always feel like if the world was why, how I said it would be then we'd be in a fucking utopia but I, now I can obviously explain that in a lot more detail on stage. But yeah. it was just, um, but yeah, just do both because some stuff is just like a eureka moment. It's like, oh, I've worked. I feel like I've worked something out about society, and so mm. I don't know how if I can make that funny immediately. Yeah, then I can tack stuff on and make it so surreal that people don't even notice. Because that's great as well. Because if you've just spotted something like that, then there's more likely that that's going to be an original piece of material. Because yeah. like, because it's a, a different angle of something. Well, it's, that all, everyone... it's all your own idea, yeah. And it's just so yeah. far removed. And, that, and that's the thing. And, that, and that's why I always try and approach my material in that, like, I don't. It's all. Everything is more of a projection of consciousness. I try not to think about stuff as a man or a straight man or a black man, or because then I'm. Uh, inhibiting myself from mm. a understanding other people and also for them to see the parallels between what I'm talking about and them so yeah. everything is so it's all everything is try to keep it as cerebral as possible which is mm. why it probably sometimes feels like overthinking it but it's just because I wouldn't want like you know because I was even thinking yesterday I remember when I was a kid 
I used to have to kneel on my bed and like say my prayers before I went to sleep. Oh, I used to do that, yeah. Yeah, and I, but I just, but then I remember doing that, but then at the same time, I remember me and my sister doing it and my sister forgetting the lines and I'd be like, mum and God are watching you. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but it, that kind of thing would happen to her, but it was just stuff like that. And then- um, The stuff I used to pray for must, it would have been all really selfish, rubbish, like just really- But you're a kid, so you would know yeah, any better yeah. because you're even trying to understand the concept of prayer. It's like, am I making a wish? That is basically what, yeah, that is it, isn't it? Without a cake? Okay. <laughs> it sounds a bit crazy, but we'll give it a try. Well, I thought about that for eight. That's, the, yeah. That's, that's what I mean. So like, weird. you forget about stuff like that, and it's yeah. like, why would I do that? But then, I, and then, <laughs> again, but then I'll say something like that, but then I think, wait, what, why do people even close their eyes and pray to an omnipotent, omnipresent being? Mm. I mean, why do you even have to kneel? He can see you and read your thoughts anyway. So, yeah, yeah. why are we going through this process? I feel like. But it's even like I had a like a friend was talking about. He was just like, "Oh, do you think?" But so then you try and kind of build on that because it's even like you know, obviously with the rise of Islamophobia at the turn of the century, people mm. are like, "Oh," and he, I find a lot of people are like, "Oh," um, there was a. I find it quite hack when people would be like, "Oh, these guys bombed themselves and they're going to go to heaven. There's going to be virgins there. That's ridiculous. Uh, what if the virgins are guys? Or what if the virgins? If they're virgins, they might be ugly and blah blah." And it's just like. But is it that hard to think that using pussy to sell an idea to people is that hard? Well, it's, it's Instagram. Yeah, it's Instagram. It's everything. So it's like, yeah. oh, I would never, I would never join a religion and then kill for the sake of uh, pussy. Yeah, but you'd buy a car on aftershave and shaving gel yeah. and your location. But, but that's human nature, clothing. isn't it? It's human Reproduction. nature. So, so I could very much imagine that like in a time, you know, Many centuries ago, when guys were like, we need to kill ourselves to save ourselves, and so people were like, that's fucking crazy. Mm. Why would I do that? Ah, uh, because in heaven, <laughs> you get like 42 <laughs> virgins. You'd be like, such a random number. Yeah, it's such a random number, but given the time of year, you'd be like, because you, there's probably loads of stuff you have to wait up, like maybe life expectancy, like how often you'd be, like at the time when that came up, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of virgins, yeah, you know. Whereas I suppose now it's like you have like Las Vegas. <laughs> but if, again, people are like, that re- religion is crazy. If you were told you could go to Las Vegas and fuck 42 virgins. <laughs> I mean, you don't even have to, hashtag me too. Like, was, how different is it? But yeah, so it's that kind of thing. And, people, and then people are like, okay, let's. I, I, I feel like some of these things where I feel like I'm lifting the veil on reality and people are like, that's not what I'm here for. Yeah, I'm, right. quite, I'm quite comfortable with cognitive dissonance and stuff. So, yeah, so like, would you, so do you find that your Edinburgh slash tour stuff, yeah. like, do, do you sometimes drop some of that stuff for your club sets because you just think, for a club audience, they're, if they're coming specifically to see you at a tour show, they yeah. want to hear your thoughts, they want to, but, yeah. but in a club show, like you just said, they're like, we're not here for that. Club, show, club shows, they might, they might be here for that, but I think the way I learned to remedy that with club shows was that it's, uh, you just, you, I think you have to be, be a bit more succinct but it was just more that like, yeah. I just had to kind of learn to do the jokes where it's go, they don't even realize. Mm. And I feel like you, I keep it as funny and sometimes it's quite laddish as well. And what I would do is like work in the social commentary into the premise yeah, so yeah. they don't even notice. Yeah. So, and the, and even sometimes like, use it as like a throwaway line without them even thinking. So I think I had one bit when I talk about uh, birth control and why does why do only we care about when women take the pill and they're only stigmatized for it. Mm. Whereas like, you know, with guys, if you ever managed to take like birth control, like you'd get it 
with peanuts it'd be like bum bay mix kind of thing and you know and maybe we should like instead of worrying about you know men taking the pill maybe we should stop legislating against the women give women autonomy over their own bodies but that's another conversation for another time yeah. and then once you do like ah, yeah, 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 and then, yeah, yeah like but people, but are, still listening, gone people in. are listening but it's gone in without even noticing cause I, and I think yeah. cause most people take in stuff on a subconscious level anyway so as yeah, yeah. long as you can decorate it with like the, the funny stuff and the, me being like lads and I like pussy and I like and dicks and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then a, a few lines a little backhander yeah, yeah, yeah. A little back, yeah and a little backhander exactly so then yeah. they're like because well, I guess it's, it's, a, it's a British thing but it's also like you know people are naturally with the digital era people are quite naturally cynical anyway so mm. it's like what is he not saying so when they're looking yeah. and I, so it's like when I look at stuff like, you know, how sensitive people are nowadays and, you know, even now people will trawl through tweets and stuff. Mm. So I'm now deliberately leaving. Like, you mean like looking at old... Yeah, looking at old tweets and like stuff you said. Like the Kevin Hart stuff. Yeah, and, Kevin Hart stuff. And yeah. I remember watching that, on, watching that with my friend, like weeks before everything happened and being like, that's probably going to come by him in the ass one day. Really? Yeah. And then like weeks later. But, but at the same time, it's like, I don't think you should say stuff that... Because... Uh, you can't control what people think and everyone has dark thoughts and you mm. can just drive in London and, you know, during rush hour and I can imagine that your brain waves would be very similar to any sociopath because mm. it just brings out that dark side of right. you. Right. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. I imagine if you were to be able to read the minds of somebody on a commute to work at like half eight in the morning on the Northern Line, mm. that person's mentality would be as psychotic uh, as I saw this killer. yesterday. Literally yesterday, yeah. I was walking along and a, got a taxi had stopped in the middle of the road because there were loads of cars down the side parked and there was an old lady and he was helping her get her Zimmer frame and I was like, I was thinking, um, why? and there's a woman behind and she was, as I walked past, she was, re- I could see, see her mouth in swearing. Yeah, yeah. Really, like, really lovely looking little old lady <laughs> struggling to get out and, and he had to park there because... If he'd have parked anywhere else, she'd have had way too far to get to her house. Yeah. But that woman, that didn't even enter her head. She, yeah. she was going, Why? what the fuck? Yeah, she's going crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been there myself. And just, she's probably a lovely woman. Yeah. That woman just, is probably a lovely woman. I mean, woman. it's, it's like the, um, what they call it, the killing joke when in that whole graphic novel when Batman goes crazy. It just, it just takes for one bad day. Oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. just change everything. And, so, and that's the thing, like, you know, it's very easy for people to regress to. I feel like when people drive cars in like a metropolis, you become, you have the same level of empathy as sperm going towards an egg yeah like fuck everyone else I gotta get there first <laughs> fuck them so you know and it's, it's just trying to get those kind of things across so. I was thinking about that the other day like um, everyone here on, on earth won that race yeah that, what, it's, it's amazing isn't it really yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think that's particularly we, we profound got, but <laughs> yeah. no it's pretty profound we get there it's something that everyone should remember but at the same time I also feel like a lot of people who are uh, anti-abortion look like the kind of people that if someone had a choice, they wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which doesn't always go down very well. <laughs> so, that's an example of something not going down very well. Especially if you do that at a uh, members club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a lot of blustering. <laughs> that's my new thing is that I was, I actually had to painfully try and get this to work yesterday because I wasn't sure if it was going to work. Mm. Because um, I was uh, saying the difference between the uh, middle class and the uh, ruling class people like when people show disdain, like working class or with this profanity, they're like, ah, fuck off. Whereas middle class people are just like, they scoff. Nice, Whereas yeah. ruling class people bluster. So it was like a thing on question time when the guy was like, woman, have you read the blah, 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 That's what like, <laughs> when like rich white men are offended or like, if it's a, like a, a white male scholar in a bow tie, 
and you piss him off or challenge like mm. his beliefs. Yeah, the face goes white. Like, goes white, side yeah, to red, side. Yeah, and he was blustered. Like, I can't believe a woman physiologically. Did you try that yesterday, did you say? Yeah. And at first, and like, this is probably a middle class room. Uh, so when I was like scoffing, thing. they were like, well, I don't know how I feel about him capturing that. It, but. Isn't that funny if they scoff that? Yeah, yeah. Maybe One guy scoffed I think, I don't know, oh yeah, I did, I did a terrible piece of wordplay which I was trying, where I was saying like middle-class people have a pantry, whereas I just have to find any tree to hang my clothes on. Yeah. And they were just like, oh my God, how dare you? And I was like, I had a middle-class scoff. I had that. I like it. It's still yeah. not my favorite. It's blustering is always going to be my favorite. So, and then it came back as well. I think, yeah. and I think that's a large part of like, even when jokes <laughs> are shit or they don't necessarily come across, like the idea is, is it's more your just awareness of them mm-hmm. and that can always work. And, just the admission that something might not work. Yeah. But I find from most of the stuff with, which clanks with me, it's, it's more like, yeah. Like the, one, I, one of the things I'm most proud of, and I, it, it works, but I'm not sure if I've got it across the way I want it to. Yeah. Is the fact that uh, at the end of my second Edinburgh show, that was the first show I toured, there is um, a whole bit on um, uh, Osama Bin Laden. Mm-hmm. And the fact that his ransom was a million dollars, yeah, which I think is ridiculously low for arguably one of the most dangerous men to walk the planet. Like this is the person who was the figurehead for Al Qaeda and the catalyst for beginning the war on terrorism, which we still are fighting today, ten years and a trillion dollars later. Like mm. Afghanistan and Iraq are still occupied by Allied forces. A million pounds doesn't seem like too much to kill no. the most dangerous man in the world. So I'm like, just think about the budget. Like, let's say you get like a mercenary or like a head of a spe- of like zero dark thing, like head of special forces, mm. which I don't imagine is very cheap. Then he has to put together a team of guys that can make it. So I made it into this whole thing of like zero dark 30 and like yeah. this whole crack team of like mercenaries and like mm. special forces and Navy SEALs. And it's like, well, you think about the fact that given the danger and mission, they're not all going to come back, which means they're going to need like funerals paid for, kids to be taken care of, pensions. With a million, that's mm. not going to do much. Keeping in mind, in America, if you're over a certain threshold, tax rate is like 40 to 50%. Mm. So really you have 500,000. Now let's say <laughs> all these people that have sacrificed themselves to kill the most dangerous man in the world all at some point want to send their kids to college. Like average cost of tuition in America is what, 100 grand maybe? Mm. You are down to what? If you've got three kids, maybe 200,000, you can't even buy a flat in uh, Crouch End for 200 grand mm. for killing the most dangerous man in the world. Kim Kardashian has earned more money from literally pouring champagne, champagne on a crack of her ass. <laughs> and I think people get it, like the whole thing, but it's like, yeah. for me, it's almost like it's, I want the joke to work and be funny, but also to make people aware that like, if you, if Audley Harrison got paid more than you would get to capture the most dangerous man yeah. in the world for getting punched in the face, there is something wrong with society. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I think a lot of stuff clangs. Like, a lot of stuff works, but I feel like I want... And I guess it's how I want to distinguish myself as a comic is to kind of be like you know these are just the wild thoughts I have and we all have observations that are quite funny but this is some of the wild shit I have and I guess as a part of my function of studying comics but also spending time on YouTube and on conspiracy mm. shit but yeah. I think there when you kind of sift through some of this weird stuff there is some stuff that I think most people should be aware of like I feel like for example for me it's like I feel like you live in an era now where we're literally around like holograms and video phones and shit mm. but you're still sending your kids to school to make them learn like these archaic ways of learning yeah. maths and stuff and you just think oh, why we're still doing like and then people yeah, that like, hasn't that hasn't, that hasn't evolved yeah yeah or, yeah that's not evolved and you, or you think like adhd and you think well that's not evolved either that's mm. it's not that they have attention deficit disorder it's like if you've gone and sat in front of an hd television and watched like our planet and been bombarded with literally millions of colors and then you go from that level of stimulation as a young person to having to go and sit in a classroom. That yeah, is yeah. fucking insane. That is basically like someone bringing you to the point of climax and then just being like, oh, time's up, back to work. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's insane. Like, and I, and I feel like it's, I, I just, I, yeah, it, it can be quite difficult. But at the same time, I, I just feel like when you're crafting material and I think it was with any artist, you're, I guess you have to kind of be aware that sometimes what you're trying to create is supposed to outlive you anyway. Mm. So, I, so I, I, I do think, oh, fuck it up. But at the same time, it's like, you know, one day someone, like there, like I saw, Simpsons is for me is one of the best things, best, best sitcom ever. Yeah, yeah. And there's stuff that I used to watch in the Simpsons in the early 90s, which I enjoyed as a kid because it was just funny and watching an adult animation. Mm. As you've gone older and you start getting more references, maybe you watch more art house films and you take in more references, when you revisit it again and see those references, mm. it makes more sense to you. Uh, yeah. So I guess it's like, you know, some stuff, people might not get it now, yeah, but yeah. they may get it in a few years. But I just feel like, you know, I've always been someone that loves comic books and I've always been into like comic books and graphic novels and seeing that how it's a part of popular culture now is yeah. kind of great and it's kind of validating when people do that mm. like, oh, nerd, you can't eat comic books, what are you doing? <laughs> but then at the same time, I feel like having one centralized studio control everything yeah, it, and it's not bad. It's not like they're doing a bad job, but it's just kind of mm. like now you're a, a whole generation of people. I want to be fro. I just want to do Frozen. I want to do this, and it's just like, well, is anyone making up stuff anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how? Yeah, yeah you just worry how good, especially because now kids, anything they want to indulge is at their fingertips. Mm. So it's a lot harder for them to take that time to maybe come up with their own ideas. So yeah, so, yes, yeah. my nephews. I can't believe that they're in a world where they just know all this stuff's just there. Yeah, like, it's abund- abundant information. They're spoiled for it, but whereas yeah. knowledge. They Maybe don't share so baths. Yeah. Not anymore. Exactly. Exactly. That is, I mean, that is, my nephew doesn't share baths either. He doesn't know what that's like. 
in the bath of your family filth and vomit like <laughs> so funny but so horrible at the same time I reckon we should end on that mate <laughs> yeah. Dane Baptiste great yeah, you, Dane. You, you know, great Dane. Uh, I was about to have a go at you because when you said great, it sounds really that's why unenthusiastic I paused, that's why I again. D- yeah, that's right. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> another, another dog joke. Oh, you're on fire. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, great. Thanks to Dane for coming on. Hope you all enjoyed that. I'm sure you did. Um, very interesting. And next week, we have got a slightly different sort of uh, vibe with the podcast. We've got Tom Toll, comedian Tom Toll is coming in. And if I remember correctly, Joel, it's very gag-driven. It is. Lots of gag talk. Like, if I remember correctly again, um, (laughs) one of the gags takes us ages. But it's interesting, I think. Like, Mm. with just different versions and sort of arguing over it. So that's next week. Uh, Anything else? Oh, that's feedback. Hit us some feedback at Jokes with Mark on all social medias mm-hmm. and not MySpace or anything like that. Does that exist anymore? No, just the usual, the free yeah. Twitter, There's Instagram, the three. Facebook. Yeah. And uh, give us a review on iTunes if you will. Uh, it's nice. It's really nice. <laughs> Basically, it. it's nice. Um, anything else, Joel? No. No? Okay. okay. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. See you all next week. Say bye, Joel. Bye. 